After a long hiatus, it's back once again to the high school hockey season, the Overtime Hockey Podcast with Pauly's Podcast, as this very special edition will come your way as we have lots to unpack here. That's the going terms these days. We're unpacking. And, of course, we're talking about the latest <laughs> the latest uh, decision that was uh, made by the Minnesota State High School League Board of Directors, and uh, they have decided to reduce the season by 30% from 25 to 18 regular season games while they're still in doubt whether they will or will not have any postseason play we don't know exactly what will happen there yet that was not decided and we'll come down sometime in december we're joined by ken Pauley, who of course is uh, one of the uh, i'd say one of the top spokesperson for high school hockey you're a legend. You've been in the game a long time, a 500-game winner. You've been the head of the Coaches Association. You've been the head of communications. You spearheaded the start of the MNHockeyHub.com. And, you know, if we really want to get down to this, we'll get into that and the purpose of what that was for and why 18 games is, is just going to be a bit of a problem here. So, first of all, Ken, thanks for joining me here on this uh, glorious what would be Thursday evening. Yeah, it, it's nice. I know it's late. It's been... Um Clearly, when the decision came down, it's been a flurry of activity and and reactions to it. And I know you've dealt with the, some of that on your end. I've dealt with a lot on my end. And I think we're both on fumes right now. But what the heck? Let's get it done, baby. Well, my phone was lighting up like a Christmas tree, and I up oh, the decision was made. I already knew what was coming with that thirty uh, percent reduction, but. You know, one of the things when we started the hub together and, and did those things, it was, uh, you know, to combat the marketing machine of the USHL and watching players leave as 16-year-olds to uh, head off and, and play junior hockey, which is their prerogative. But you as coaches and the Coaches Association felt that high school hockey needed to be defended, as did I. And, uh, you know, you were able to get the regular season games increased from uh, uh, 20 games to 25 and really wanted to get it from 15-minute periods to 20-minute periods. You had to settle for 17. Meanwhile, basketball uh, got to be increased to, what is it, 30 or 31 regular season games because their playing time or their quarters are shorter. So, uh, you know, there's an equity thing that's going on here, and obviously it looks to me from the outside looking in that the Minnesota State High School League made their decision. The soccer coaches took it. The the, uh, swim teams uh, said, okay, fine, and uh, they reduced it and kept it to conference only. And then we continue to move along. We're going to move football into the spring. Whoop, let's now move it back and play when it's freezing out and get volleyball going. So it seems like there's just a lot of downshifting and, um, you know, reactions. And I guess that can come with a, a pandemic and uh, COVID-19 and things we need to deal with. But from your perspective on the coach's side, Ken, how difficult has it been to manage the ups and downs of what's happening with all of this? Well, it, it, it's, it's it's not easy, and I think you give everyone um, a little bit of a pass because everyone's dealing with an incredibly unique situation. But also, um, you know, we've had some time to take a look at it. I think we have some data and we have some numbers um, where we can make some more, uh, I think, uh, responsible responsible decisions here. And, uh, you know, we have data. I mean, quite frankly, uh, you know, the um, – yeah, you know, our coaches have been deeply connected to the protocols and been following those protocols all summer. Um, I thought uh, our coaches association, led by Johnny Ammerman, I thought you know Mac and like you know, Tails and those guys did a really great job putting together some proposals that would really save the bulk of the season. And and we shared data, and, and none of that seemed to be looked at. So that's 
that's just really disappointing because I think that we're making these decisions, but we're basically, uh, we're, 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 the decision process seems to me stuck back in early June, and they're not really looking at how people have been living their lives and that there is a, you know, there is a path forward here. So while well, I'm, I'm very sympathetic uh, to, you know, to the high school league and what they're, what they're dealing with, um, I, I don't believe they're, they're pivoting quickly enough on this because uh, these extraordinary times uh, you know, call for extraordinary leadership and response and uh, not, not bureaucratic gridlock. Well, you know, Ken, I, I think the thing that I've noticed is whether it's baseball or soccer or hockey, I have streamed hundreds of hockey events across the great state of Minnesota and beyond uh, since July, hundreds and I have watched the protocols be watched very closely. I haven't heard of many infections that have have created issues with any of the sports. And um, to to me, I just struggle with the notion that um, just because you did it for soccer and swimming, you need to do it for hockey, which makes up what three fifths of the MSHSL's operating budget from the state tournament revenues and all the things that go into it. And then you know you basically chop off. Uh, a, a game which has different challenges. You know, we, we don't have a ton of junior teams we can see guys go to. We have a couple guys leave for basketball, the Vegas or whatever it is. But we don't have the NHL. We don't have the USHL. We don't have AAA midget. We don't have any of that stuff breathing down the other sport's throat. So soccer can say, yeah, you know what? The clubs kind of get out of our way. We can do this. We'll take the reduction. You don't have that luxury, do you? Well, we don't, and, and you know, and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to disagree a little bit. I actually think there's probably more pushback uh, with the other sport. Uh, I think the other sports are seeing increased pressures. Uh, you know, volleyball. My goodness, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, you know, let's face it. When they when they cut in that volleyball season, you know, and they talk about going in the spring, they're saying, "Well, <laughs> these kids are like, <laughs> that's our club season. We're not going to do that." So. I, I do think there's some larger issues here that we need to touch on later in terms of I, I do think um, that we you have to see a modernization you know of the game which I don't think um, has been done I think that needs to be done at, at all levels and I think that's a um, it's a separate issue but certainly a related issue because uh, people uh, people have been playing hockey people are going to find a way to play hockey in the state of hockey whether the high school league sponsors it or not. Well, and people, and, are, and um, you're, to your yeah. point, if I can jump in, people are also going to find ways to create hockey opportunities in the state of hockey if they don't put it there. Well, so if you leave, if you leave the vacuum, they're going to suck it up. Well, I think that's I think that's the point, right? That uh, people have been playing hockey. Um, you know, we were the canary in the mine, right, with, with STPs in the summer, and um, and we didn't see major outbreaks there. We just didn't, and we put our toe in the water, and everyone was a little bit nervous about it, a little bit apprehensive, and and it worked. And and people have been, been playing hockey all over the place, and I know that I know some people probably picked up here and there where uh, people haven't followed the mitigation strategies. But the reality is, is that um, as a coach association, we put uh, put before them some pretty good plans that follow these strategies. Um, we're concerned about safety like anyone else. And I would tell you, I'm just going to throw a, you know, a few numbers at you here, Wags. And these are sorts of things that the data, and we even look at the STP data, and the STP data actually supports supports us in, in wanting to play. Uh, but if you look at the fall leagues that you're you're talking about, you know whether it's the upper Midwest Elite League, um, the HP Tier 2, Tier 1 leagues, um, 
I have data where basically uh, there was 1,675 players um, involved in those events. This is both uh, boys and girls. They have played 510 games, um, including adults. If you add uh, add the adults and coaches and refs and stuff, it's um, you know 1,870 people have been involved. Uh, you know, so total 510 games. Um, the cases combined, okay, of all those people, there's been 13 cases in 510 games, and you know, nearly 2,000 people involved. 13 cases, and from contact tracing. Of those 13 cases, 10 were contracted. Uh, it was shown, basically demonstrated, that 10 were contracted outside of hockey. 10 so of 13. What we're really talking about is nearly 2,000 people, okay, maybe 1,870, maybe I'm, I'm stretching a little bit, 1,870 people, 510 games, and really three people contracting it. Um, uh, get out the calculator. That's not even close to a half or a percent. Um, so once again, we're demonstrating that if you take safety precautions, the kids in fact can play. And these are the numbers that we're, lo- we're looking at. So, so why you, in the you, world can you, we continue down this road? You as a coaches association put those numbers together. You obviously did your homework because you needed to take care of the game that, that matters to you as a group. And I'm sure you uh, presented those to the high school league with some proposals and uh, how, how seriously were those addressed? And uh, did you have any discussions with the board about those? Well, it's disappointing. I, I, they basically, they, uh, they, they were ignored. Um, I, I, our advisory council went in and, and, um, and, 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 and talked to uh, the, the two board members who are on our advisory council. And they were, those guys are great. They support it. But the thing is about the advisory council, people don't realize that some of that is, those guys don't make the decision. It goes to a larger board. So um, these were thoughtful proposals. The numbers back them. The data backs it. But these proposals were ignored. And so instead what we got, what we received, was an 18-game schedule, a 30% reduction of games, a late start, and literally, literally the, nice. most limited schedule, the, the most limited schedule of anywhere in the country. Minnesota has the most limited schedule of anywhere you know, in the country. Uh, and again, we just think we owe it to the kids and the sport to maximize the competition and the playing time. And so, listen, no one's talking about it. One thing, Wags, I'll let you give you next question. I know we need to get moving here, babe. But the fact is, is no one's talking about you know putting these kids in harm's way. Um, we 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 are we will follow the protocols, and we've been doing that. And the numbers bear out that can be done right. And yeah, you know what? You get you get some wild wild west guys done some things but these are not things that are involved with Minnesota hockey these are not things that are involved with high school hockey um, the kids are safest high school hockey players are safest with the safest with us than anywhere else and um, we should be playing more so what what, what are the plans obviously uh, you, you know you and I spoke in a podcast earlier this summer about a bridge season where there yeah. could be a partner with you along the way such as Minnesota hockey or or whatever it may be and, and you know obviously to to get the players the games they're required now you guys have a well I call it like the blackout rule where you can't really be with them until the stated date in November whenever it is usually around the middle of the month you know now that's pushed back a couple of weeks as well so uh, you know and that's probably to address football which started later as well but the the question I have is there have been a number of things spoken about that I've heard about hybrids, if you will, 
to give the players the games they need. So if you're an USHL player and you're doing a first and last season, uh, you now will have the ability to uh, get your games and maybe even more. And then what does the state tournament section uh, playoff look like if the state high school league says no to that? Well, we don't, we all know what we're dealing with right now and that the high school state tournament is in a state state of limbo. So let's put that off to the side just for a moment here and focus on what we can do to preserve the regular, you know, the regular season and that 25 game compliment, quite frankly, that 25-game complement should be extended anyways because the one you talked earlier about those games that were gained really more from the efforts of Herb Brooks than anybody else, God rest his soul. Uh, but that's like 30 years ago, so we haven't modernized uh, in 30 years. Not even close, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah so that, that's an issue. But beyond that, I think what we need to do is, like, what is the path, what, what is the path forward here? And I think um, uh, I've been working – um, uh, with some, you know, some other people, we've been working with Minnesota Hockey, um, and Minnesota Hockey is very open and has agreed to uh, to sponsor a, a U19 or a high school season uh, you know, for us. Um, whether it's a four week schedule, five week, six week, we we had a lot of different scenarios because we didn't know when we would start. So, in working with uh, Patrick Andrews up at Hermantown and Sean Goldsworthy up at Atonka and Twilliger, uh, Twigs over at Jefferson, Toddy Hyber down in Southern Minnesota. Um, we've been working as a committee putting together some scenarios. And so really, um, it, there's nothing official, but there's a lot that's going to happen here in the next 36 hours, uh, less than 36 hours. Um, and, uh, and what I would think right now, what we're going to put forth, and this would be optional for people, is that uh, we would start a bridge season on October 22nd, which would run to November 22nd, running right up to the date when we would be starting our high school league season. And uh, there's some challenges there, but it can be done because people are doing captain's practices and everything already. And so you do a four-week season where you practice, and you can pick uh, uh, not a varsity or JV per se because it's not a high school season, but you can pick an A team and a B team because just like you do in youth hockey. And so you pick an A B team and a B team. You may have to expand, expand rosters, um, and you can play in that four-week uh, season as many games as you want. You're in, in a way, you'll be independent contractors. So. Let's just say, for example, that uh, Lee Smith and the boys over at Eden Prairie say, "Yeah, you know what? We'd like to have a bridge season where our kids can play for a month and get, you know, eight to ten, you know, ten games in, and then preserve the integrity of our season and have a model more in keeping with what these kids need, um, you know, and uh, and so they want to do that, and BSM says they want to do that, or." Would, and, uh, would it, you know, so, better, who would coach these kids? Could an assistant well, coach yeah, like well, a, could an assistant yeah, coach yeah. like a Paul Ranheim do that, or yeah, well, is he part well, of the staff well, here's, too? Well, here's the thing. I'll just get to that in a minute. But but basically, again, we're talking theoretically. You could put eight or ten of those teams in a district and quotes together, and then they can decide when they want to play. Um, and so, and the, we would keep statistics and everything else. This is not like a glorified red black league or something like that. This is would be a real league, real league play. Now, to your question, Wags, about who would coach it, now that's a challenge, and that's where we would have to. I think we need to to lobby because if uh, if Lee and Paul wanted to coach in Prairie, uh, right now under high school league rules, they can't. So, what they would have to do, uh, their parents, probably their booster clubs or whatever, would have to put the team together like an STP, and they would have to find someone who would coach their. Uh, coach their team and that could, that that could be done you know i i'm i'm sure you know yeah you know, I, I know lee pretty well i know he has some friends you 
Well, you've got a you've you've got a good one at yours, and you know Mike Craig is doing Edina right now. I know Kurt Giles yeah. trusts him, and and there's guys like yeah. that. That's right. We could get we could get Josh Levine and the boys at Ford as the coach. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, the boys at Impact Hockey. You know, there's a lot of great hockey people who would work with our kids for four weeks. We'd prefer that we do it. Um, I think we know how to do it. I, actually, Josh Levine is no one's better than Josh about. Uh, well, let's face it, a lot of these guys have been running camps. They've been doing these mitigation strategies already, so yeah. they're familiar with it. So, again, you could, you know, ideally, um, we would like the high school league um, to see that we are in extraordinary circumstances and that we would have uh, some type of COVID waiver to allow coaches. I mean, I think kind of giving in a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic that you would think that we could maybe uh, stretch the rules a little bit and let people work with kids. Um, and if, if they're not willing to do that, um, then obviously we would have to go to a situation where I would have to get someone else to work with the kids for four weeks um, and play games and get them ready for, for our high school league season. And that would bridge us and, uh, and, and be, again, maintain the integrity of our season, uh, get, you know, get those games in and give kids more opportunities. And honestly, get these, this isn't about anyone's ego. This is about getting kids out playing and doing stuff. They need to do. They need to do stuff. I think we're. We not, you and I talked about this in, in July. Um, honestly, no one's no one's downplaying what's going on here. But let's talk about what we are doing to kids, what we're doing to their mental health, what we're doing to their physical health. They need to get out there, and they can get out there, and we can do this smartly, so, uh, rapidly, and safely. We can do it. We are doing it. We've been doing it we've been doing it since june why can't we continue to do it we think that's we've been doing it all we've been doing it all over the state with all kinds of different sports and there's the governing body that's just absolutely yeah yeah, i mean it doesn't you know the thing is is i will give it about a negative five percent chance that you guys will be given the waiver there's just zero chance that's going to happen that's my opinion and if i were with you as an advisor and i'm not because you know what who would ever listen to me but the 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 point is it's true but 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 oh thanks buddy but the but the but the thing is is in the end um you guys are going to have to probably start thinking about who who's going to do that what it looks like but the, the the real golden opportunity here for for the kids and for the game is the ability, if you start on October 22nd, and let's say you're going to need about a week and a half, two weeks to get up to speed, and you start playing games around November 1st, and they're not starting you guys till December 1st, some of these teams could play 10, 12, I don't know, 15, if they wanted to, you could play a ton yeah. of games. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and listen, it's, it's not like we went to high school. These kids are skating year-round. It was not going to take them a week and a half to get them up to speed. They're up to you speed. You do a trial thing for two or three days, you know, you're not cutting anybody. You're making, you know, an A and a B team. You probably have expanded rosters, um, you know, and, and again, some larger programs may have to go to three teams. Um, it's going to have to be self-funding, but uh, people are used to pay for play. I mean, I, I wrote a check my son to play fall hockey for $790. So there that's you go. Don't, that's, you're going you're to have to do that. And, uh, you know, and then there's some programs, I think greater Minnesota have maybe a little more finance challenges. They may have to merge to do something. Some people say, listen, it ain't worth it. We're, we're not doing it. And that's okay. The definition of the word optional is optional, right? You don't have to do it. Um, but I, I actually think that um, I think our people, you know, I know our kids are eager, eager to get going. And, and we kind of focus a lot on, you know, the elite league kids, fine. The elite league may extend their schedule. I don't know what they're doing. 
that kid's fine, but let's talk about 95% of the other kids. I know. Um, and and what, what, are, what are they doing? So um, we, we do have to have a plan. We have to have a plan for these kids. And, and let's face it, I know they're looking at well with the colder weather and they're kind of looking at their models. And, you know, listen, you can always shut down. <laughs> you can always shut down if all of a sudden it becomes a, you know, an issue and they see something coming. But right now, um, you know, it's like the numbers, we've been doing it. We've been inside playing. We've had fans. You've seen it. You've been with all your streaming. You were talking about it earlier. So I just think it's I just think it's time to look at, you know, people are going to – whether we do – here's the thing. If we don't do a bridge season, you and I both know these kids are going to be playing somewhere. Uh, a lot of them. And I think there's a lot of kids that could be playing somewhere right now that aren't going to come back. And I well, think that, and, 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 and yeah, that, that's, that's that, right. you know, and I, I'm looking over at a guy right now from Eden Prairie and he might have a couple and, uh, he's well, got a couple of know. dandies on the back end, you know, and, well, and, no, you no. know, I mean, but I can't blame them if they don't. Well, and, and I, I had someone tell me today saying, well, you know, they will have, uh, you know, basically the grass won't be greener because those places get shut down too. I'll take that bet because the USHL is playing. All right. And people are showing that you can do it. And, yeah, I mean, if we get to a point where, you know, no one wants this scenario where all of a sudden we get this wave. And, but, the, but the fact is, is that, you know, we're in school right now. We're in a hybrid at Benilla St. Markets, and we've been in school for a month. Seventh through ninth grade kids have been in the building every single day. Um, our 10th through 12 kids come every other day. Um, and in one, in one month at our school, um, we've had one case, one. And, wow. uh, and, and, that, and that kid didn't get it from school. Now, I know other schools you know, are running into some issues, and those things are going to happen. But I got news for everyone. It's like we have to, you know, we have to figure out a way to make this thing work. We can't, we can't hide, we can't hide forever. Um, and 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 again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. It sounds oh, you're downplaying, uh, you know, a, a pandemic. I'm not, but yet you can't, you can't live your life in fear. Listen, my daughter's a sophomore, Wisconsin. Uh, she had COVID. She got it at University of Wisconsin. She had it. Had a little bit of headache. Didn't feel so good for a day. Uh, she heard, She said it felt a little bit like a cold, and she's fine. Um, and that is, let's face it, that is 99.9% of the experience for the kids this age. So meanwhile, what we're doing is we're taking kids to elites vulnerable and locking them up and doing irreparable damage. And so, you know, dang it, let's, uh, let's get them out there playing because that's what they need to be doing and without getting too far down the road on this, it just really gets down to looking at the numbers. And I, and I know that, and I think right now we're, um, we're trying to, okay, what was good for soccer is good for hockey. It's like, well, was it good for soccer? The fact is they, they made a mistake. Soccer should have been playing right away. Uh, yep. Well, they were playing right away. Well, and he should have been playing more. And, uh, and football should have been playing. Volleyball should have been playing, you know? So, uh, let's not let's not let's not make this let's not compound our mistake and make it twice. Okay, so, and, uh, so let's go here for a quick, a quick. If I may jump in, I gotta I gotta ask this question. So there's some barriers to entry here. Uh, there's getting uh, whomever it is on board and getting a schedule together, keeping it in districts or sections. However, you're going to do that. That's that's part A. Uh, part B is ice. 
is it available? Can you get to it? I know uh, there's tryouts and youth, and you know, so so you have multiple uh, tenants, you know, if you will, or customers yep. in all of these arenas. That's another another capacity. Uh, number three is the transportation. Uh, so if you're in Moorhead and you got to play Rozo, you're now taking cars. Is that cool? Are they cool with that? And then number four is the cost, and then number five is the coaching. I'm sure you guys have gone through all of these things, and as a group, you're trying to work it. If you were to give this uh, a percent chance of happening uh, and actually being a, a true solution on the front half of the season, what do you give it? Well, in 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 this form, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say it's better than fifty percent, and I'm going to say it's like eighty percent that this plan isn't going forward. Uh, there's you know there's going to be high school teams that are going to be playing, okay, and um, in, in in some form in some type of league like this. So I, um, um, I actually, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very confident this is going to happen. Um, and so I'm going to say not fair in 50%. I'm going to say, I'm going to put it 75. Um, there are challenges. There's no doubt. Uh, but the truth is this, the ice time, um, let's face it. The ice time barriers may not be as significant as you think because that ice is still sitting there. especially those two weeks in November wags, the ice time that we use for, for for games that we were going to do a scrimmage fest, which it's we blocked. have break yep. come in, yep. that's all that's blocked. That's all there. We didn't, and that's one thing we've been communicating to our coaches: don't hang on. No one's dumped that ice, so that ice is sitting there. So that may not be as big a barrier as you think. Um, but yeah, there, I'm not pretending there's not challenges here. Are you guys going to play the hounds? Are you are you going to mix it up? You going to play the hounds? You going to get after it, or are you going to keep it local? Well, you know what? I think the thing is, I think that's one thing. I think that's we have to find out how many programs would be interested in doing. You don't this. think Randolph wouldn't say no to that? He's in. Oh, you know, hey, listen, I've been, uh, I've been talking to Mike. I'm sure I've been he's... talking to Mike all day on the tech. He's, he's ready to <laughs> sure. go. You know? oh, for sure. And a lot of guys are. And so I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of cross those bridges as we move along here. I think the best place to start is. If you put teams like in pods of ten or whatever in districts, and and you and again you kind of keep it, you, you keep it tight, you keep it local, and yeah, if you know what, if you want to, if you you know that's your that's your individual decision. That's it. Right, it gets right down to you know what, um, kids don't belong to Ken Pauli and Benilde St. Margaret's. They don't belong to Minnesota State High School League. They don't belong to the state government. Kids belong to parents. Yep, they belong to parents. That's who they belong to, and the parents can make those decisions. And if the parents are not comfortable, they don't have to do it. Beautiful. Okay, so then now let's uh, fast forward to the state tournament. Uh, it's in limbo. Now, I'm under the impression that there is a soccer state tournament uh, that they're having it, but maybe they're eliminating the first round and going straight to semis. Is that true with that? And then uh, what, what are you hearing on the hockey side of things for that? I, I wish I knew the answer to that question. I, uh, that that would be encouraging. I, don't, I haven't heard that. I think football had their regional stuff shut down. Um, so... I don't know how maybe soccer. I don't know what soccer is doing. I know that today in their vote, you know, football had some regional playoff thing that was proposed, and they shut that down. I know the the hockey Man. discussion for the state tournament. There will not be a decision on that way until December. Okay, and, and, uh, at, well, at this yeah. stage, it's a no. So, uh, what do you have in store for that? Well, that's the thing. I I, I think what uh, you know, here's the thing. It, like when we started this conversation, I think you have to look at it two pieces. One the bridge to get us to preserve that regular season. And then, and I listen, I think here's the thing. 
high school league. These guys want to play. They should have to figure out, hey, I mean, they're bleeding cash. You would think they'd find try to find a revenue stream, you know. I think it's not like evil people up there. I think they want to play, um, basically, you know, a, a state tournament. Um, and so, but if I was to guess, and I'm only guessing, I don't know, but from what I'm seeing is that I could see a scenario where they would say, okay, you'll have section champions, but we're not going to have the travel where we have a state tournament and people come from all over the place. And, uh, and then I think what we have to do is we would have to talk to the, um, the folks in Minnesota hockey about, okay, we have a bridge season at the end and we have a bridge postseason. And then at that point, let's say you have, let's just say, and again, this is just the, for instance, let's say you have eight section champions. Well, guess what? Then, uh, Minnesota Hockey could sponsor a Minnesota U19 state tournament. Those eight section champions could register their teams with Minnesota Hockey. You say hockey and play it. And you know I've got the TV deal for you, and I'm not kidding. Well, I, I'm so sure you, you've you're, got you're, some sort of deal. No, of course I do. I of course I do. And I don't sit on my thumbs. And the fact of the matter is is that this thing will be on television too. So well, for all the fans out there, we're getting it done. Well, here's the thing. I think if you know, here's the thing, and that's why I uh, communicated to my parent, my parent community, my players a few months ago. I said, "Listen, as long as arenas are open, there's no reason the hockey shouldn't be going on. And 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 again, as long as arenas are open, why should there not be a state tournament? No one's talking that we're going to have twenty thousand people packed in a building. It's going to look different. Um, it's going to look a lot different. Think a little bit out. You know, I hate the term because it gets overused. But think a little outside the box. What would this thing look like? And and it, and it can be done. It can be done. Um, and, 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 again, as long as the rinks are open, um, there's no reason. Um, and that's I would, I would hope that the high school league, if they truly want to say terms, like if these arenas are open, why would you not have a state tournament in some form? Amen to that. And if they don't want to do it, I think someone's going to. Well, here's the wonderful part about this whole thing. I'm a half-full kind of guy, and, and it's that – you could take a negative and turn it into a positive for the teams that are comfortable playing and are going to do this here starting on October 22nd as your potential start date. That's starting almost three weeks sooner, almost a month sooner than you would be allowed to with the ability now that they've pushed the season back to play some significant amounts of games where you could increase that 25-game marker per season. If you really wanted to, we could have the tradition in the park and the tradition at Bloomington Ice Garden at Big uh, coming up and do it before then. And that could actually happen. You could still play all of those teams if everybody decides to play. Everybody still could have their holiday tournaments, and, and that's all fine because we're doing tournaments right now. So that's you could do that and more during that time. Play your regular schedule that you're allowed to play, and then go ahead and have your sections and state tournament. And that's more than what they would have had if things were normal. I agree. You know, How do you I go think, wrong? You know, yeah, and, and it's... Uh... You know, the ship has sailed, but it, it's, it, you know, in terms of they made their decision. But what's disappointing is that, you know, why won't we just say, you know, hey, things are working so far. Let's stay with these strategies. We're going to eliminate some things, but, you know, try to, you know, start you on time and, and, uh, and, and let's just get after it. But I know um, they're looking at, I don't know, they're looking at different data. And I read something, <laughs> I read something in the Star Tribune. I know that can be dangerous sometimes. The sickle. Yeah. Well, and they're talking about like nine cases in hockey. And it's like, I even talking to Mike Millen about it. It's like, well, like three or four of those cases they're talking about were, were contracted. Then they said hockey had nine cases. Well, I think like 
half of them were out state at some of these kind of individual entrepreneur type tournaments that really did not follow the strategies that we've been following. No one's saying that you don't take you don't take the the safety of the kids in these protocols seriously. That's what that's what we're doing. Charlie Graves um, is doing a wonderful job in his HP uh, league that he's running, um, and you know, and I've been going to games and watching my son and some of my kids playing that, and 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 no one's gotten it, and they're 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 following the protocols. So I don't know what data. Um, that they're looking at, uh, and the Star Tribune is just reporting what the Minnesota Department of Health has, but I don't, I don't know what they're looking at because we're looking at something completely different. Well, I mean, we, we, that's a that's a whole different podcast, and don't get me started. So we'll leave that. that we'll, we're going to set that one off to the off to the side yeah, for yeah, now. No, I, I get that. Um, but it's I get just that. it's just enough is enough. But in in the end, um, the 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 final question I have for you is, if you do this and follow through with this. What kind of blowback? I know from your boss you won't have any, but are there other coaches? Well, or I mean, because obviously you're pushing this. It might not be you coaching because we're aware of that. It's going to be you know people that you trust that, that would do that. But would there be blowback on your group from the athletic directors? Is there potential for that? Well, I think I think I think there's always potential for that in individual communities where maybe the decision-making isn't as tight as we'd hope or the, or maybe the AD's not as pro hockey as we'd like, or just maybe not pro kid. I don't know. Uh, but, um, I think there's, there's always a possibility of that, but you know what, at the end of the day, um, the decision to do a bridge season and the decision to run that is really going to run to our parents. If that's our constituency, that's the thing for all things, believe me, I've, I've got my parents stories like anyone else, but the vast majority of parents are pretty damn good. And they're the ones that make this thing go. And at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to make the decision about, hey, you know what? We want a bridge season. We're going to organize it. We're going to basically, you know, you know, hire the, the coach and whatever. And obviously, the, the head high school coach is, you know, going to have his hand there, you know, somewhere. And if he and if he can't by high school league rules, you know, he can't. But like for me, I uh, I have um, I have enough friends and great hockey people who um, who I trust um, and. Uh, and I would have no problem putting my team in their hands for four weeks and letting these kids play because this is this is about these kids. It's not about you know it's not about Ken Pauly's ego or anyone else's ego uh, in terms of coaching. You know, so um, yeah, there could be some blowback. But at the end of the day, um, the, the AD is going to be like Pontius Pilate. Hey, you get, we have nothing to do with it. You can't have nothing to do with it. Well, um, you know, parents of Minnesota hockey—that's a separate political you know entity. You know, they can't control that anymore. They control HP. Look at Ken Pauly going biblical in the reference. Love it. And uh, by the way, I, I got to throw this little plug out there. Uh, you will not believe how massive the MNHockey.tv's um, uh, footprint is for high school hockey this year. Do you want me to give you a little nugget of who we're going to have on uh, streaming? So all of these teams that we're talking about, if they start early, you can see them. You ready for this? Are you sitting down? I am sitting down. Okay, I'm going go, to go geographical. We're going to start from the northwest. You've got the Roseau Rams. Then we're going to go over to the uh, east side. We're going to be adding, uh, adding Eveleth Gilbert, uh, Duluth East, Duluth Denfeld, Cloquet. Um, Grand, uh, we don't have Grand Sorry, we have Grand Rapids Other Sports. Um, uh, Eden Prairie, Edina, Minnetonka, Benilde St. Margaret's. Uh, we're going to have the Academy of Holy Angels, Southwest Christian Richfield, Holy Family Catholic, we're going to have uh, Stillwater, Matamidi, um, Oatana, Brainerd, 
Um, who else am I missing? I'm probably missing a few, but uh, there's going to be a ton that we're doing. So all of those teams are going to be seen on one website, and we're starting to take over the world. I'm very excited you're, you're, about that. You know, you're going to have to change your name from MN Hockey TV to Amazon. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't have web services and doctor's offices or whatever else they have, but we'll, well, we're trying you know, to get you gotta there. Start, you got to start. You gotta, yeah. You gotta, gotta start somewhere somewhere well, you know, it's so. really exciting i'm loving the fact that we've got uh, a lot of the action going up in the uh, northland area uh it's awesome to have hermantown east no. enfeld cloquet those guys it's going to be uh, great the, the, the heart and soul i mean the thing is uh you know I, I guess it's probably a good way to end it it's like you know we, we love high school hockey but it also has to modernize and we got and i think we have to also look at this as an opportunity to move our game forward and uh, when you talk about northern northern Minnesota, um, that's where the heart and soul. That's where the heart and soul of this game is. And uh, the pulse. And we 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 have to we have to, we have to take care of that heartbeat up there. And uh, it's great to see you. Uh, see, yeah, uh, the the legs up there. Awesome. You know as well as I do. I love it. Love it uh, big time. And it's exactly how I feel. And you know, to uh, quote some of your favorite politicians, um, never let a good crisis go to waste. And it, and it clearly seems like you guys are taking advantage. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of fear out there, but uh, it used to be, we, I think our national anthem says the home of the brave. Let's act like it. Let's get it done. Well, I think yeah. you and I should reconvene in another 36 to 48 hours and kind of uh, bring some updates on what's going on because I know you're going to be, I know you got to teach somewhere in there, but I'm sure you've got plenty of other things that are going on too as well in your off time. Thank on. goodness your wife there's is an lot, understanding lot, person. Lot going on. All right. Yeah, well, thank I got a challenging time. Well, <laughs> thank you for taking care of the kids and uh, taking care of a great game because really it's not about anything other than them and they're who we care the most about. And that's why we do all of the things we do from coaching to refing uh, to even streaming the stuff. It's about that and nothing else. So um, thanks to all of you guys for taking uh, good care of them and that and the game. Yeah, but we'll see if we can get it done. I don't think there's any evil people here, but I just think there's people maybe not making the best decisions and, and I think we need to. I think we need to figure this out and do and do what is truly best for these kids' physical, emotional, you know, um, and, you know and mental health. I'll so, catch up with you on Sunday. I, Let's do a pod on Sunday afternoon. We'll get that released Sunday night. Okay, sounds good. All right, All right, right. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Polly. That's going to do it for this edition. So long, everybody. <laughs>